feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And a happy Thanksgiving to all of you. I hope all of you had a beautiful Thanksgiving with family and friends. Welcome to the Thanksgiving edition of the Rita Cosby Show. I had a great Thanksgiving, by the way, uh, called in on WABC in the morning. I uh, got to see a little bit of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, just a little bit. Um, and then did get to have a little bit of turkey, gobbled it up kind of quickly. Boy, oh my goodness, how expensive is turkey these days? All the discussion over the Thanksgiving dinner table, and it was a brief one that I had, was basically about the cost of everything. From stuffing to turkey to cranberry sauce, a pie crust, everything was up. It was just, you know, mind-blowing to hear about the different prices and seeing the prices. It's like, um, I'm going to sell my Corvette and buy a turkey this year. Basically about the same thing. It was just so outrageously priced. But it was great to be with family and friends. And boy, is there so much to be grateful for this holiday season especially after everything with COVID, where you couldn't, you know, even see family members, you couldn't be with them. Uh, tonight, it is a real, real blessing, and it's great to be with all of you on this Thanksgiving. It makes it even more special. So I want to hear your thoughts tonight. Uh, how did you spend your holiday? Did you get to see family or friends? Did you talk politics? Did you talk turkey? Did you talk inflation? Did you talk about Biden? What a turkey that guy is? And do you feel optimistic also about the future? Because tomorrow is technically Black Friday. It's the big shopping day of the year. Um, and it's like huge, you know, price discounts and huge everything. This is really where the shopping time begins. But I want to hear your thoughts about what are you most thankful for? And how did you spend your Thanksgiving? What matters most to you this time of year? Is it your faith, your family, your friends, your health? There's a lot on the list. I'll tell you, I thought so much today, and many of you know this. My father was a prisoner of war, rescued by American troops. And so for me, I always think about on holidays our American troops who are stationed thousands of miles away. And many of them don't get a chance to see their family for the holiday season. Many of them don't even get a really good meal to eat. They have those crummy meal ready to eat. You know, those ones that like you just add water in and they're like dried out and dehydrated. And sometimes they get a version of that like turkey with stuffing or something like that. Because guess what? They're in some remote land defending our freedom, protecting us. And I think about one time that I went right before Christmas, and I'll never forget this. Years and years ago, I went over to Afghanistan, and I went with our American troops. And I was in a remote region in Afghanistan. I was at a forward operating base, and I'll never forget this story that uh, it just epitomizes to me how lucky we are to be Americans. And that's what I'm thankful for We're not a perfect country. We've had bumps. We've had bruises. We've had so many issues. But we are so lucky to live in the greatest country in the world. And here I was in this remote area in Afghanistan, literally like no man's land in Afghanistan. And I remember going over and talking to our U.S. troops. And this guy who was an Afghan, looked like an Afghani, looked really haggard, 
Definitely smelled like he hadn't taken a shower in months. Big, huge beard, looked rough, barely had any teeth. I mean, he looked like he was just some local villager. And I remember standing and suddenly from behind me with a perfect American accent, I hear, please don't turn around. I'm CIA. I just want to say thank you for being here and visiting the troops and visiting us. The troops don't even know I'm here. I am undercover and I'm working with the CIA and I'm with these villagers. Please don't, you know, turn around or anything. I just want to say thank you. I recognize you from TV. How funny is that? And when I think about that moment, I had tears in my eyes because after the guy walked away, the troops said to me, oh, I hope that villager wasn't bothering you. And I never told them that that guy was a CIA operative who was undercover, obviously deep, deep undercover, working in just the most, you know, godforsaken area. It was literally no man's land in Afghanistan. Treacherous conditions, difficult, basically embedded with villagers who thought he was a local Afghani because he was probably Afghan descent and could speak the language perfectly. The Americans didn't even know the American troops that he was actually an undercover CIA operative who spoke perfect English. Obviously, he was an American working to protect all of us. And I remember at that moment sitting there saying, God bless the USA. God bless our great troops. How blessed are we to have men and women like that man who is defending our freedom and so deep, deep undercover that even the U.S. troops in that sector didn't know that he was there. And I think about not just that guy, but there are thousands upon thousands of men and women that are like that undercover. And there are obviously hundreds of thousands of them that are in uniform defending us every single day in tough spots around the world right now. Many of them right there on the border of Ukraine, like the 82nd Airborne. And uh, a couple days ago, we sent several thousand packages to the 82nd Airborne in Ukraine because that was my way to say Happy Thanksgiving. We love you and we appreciate you. And to me, that is the greatest gift of all is to be an American and also to be with all of you. You can tell I'm getting emotional because I feel like on Thanksgiving, you think about the people you care about, the people you love, and also how blessed we are to be in this great country with men and women who are defending our freedom every single night. That is the true, true meaning of Thanksgiving. Uh, let's go to your calls real quick. Norm, line one. Uh, Norm, your thoughts about all of this. What are you thankful for, my friend? And happy Thanksgiving, Norm. Happy Thanksgiving, Rita. Uh, first of all, I mean, uh, um, mine is very personal. I'd like to give thanks to you and John Katzmatini's for providing a forum for all us frustrated, conservative-minded people, refugees from the Frankie Russo show during these maddening times. And I'd especially to give thanks to the following people, LQ from the Bronx. This is all, I consider all these people my family. Wow. As well as you. Thank you from the Bronx. Keep going. And by the way, before you go further, I just want to say thank you for thanking me and the great John Katsimatidis, who, you know, is the owner and operator of Red Apple Media, one of the greatest Americans uh, that we are blessed to know. But thank you, Norm. I agree. Okay, Pete and Renee from Staten Island, Jacqueline from Brooklyn, Jennifer from Boston, Tom from Boston, Mike from Pennsylvania, uh, formerly from Florida and New York, a BJ, I don't know where the hell he's from, but thank you anyway. And um, uh, finally, Jimmy from Brooklyn, uh, who's a genius. So anyway, I just wanted to listen to thanks to all of you. Uh, 
and I even want to give thanks to the heels, uh, to Teddy and to Stan, because um, you're part of this family, too. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and by the way, Norm, we love you. And I can't always say thank you enough to how much I love your calls and I love thank your you. patriotic spirit. You are such a great, devoted American who fights for freedom and your calls uh, over the last, you know, gosh, it's been about a year and a half that we've been doing this yeah, show, at least how much they mean to me. And I know to all the other listeners, always you are one of all of our favorites, Norm. So it's fitting that we're starting Thanksgiving with you. God bless you and happy Thanksgiving, my friend. Thank you very much. And you know what I love what I love about Norm there talking about how everybody else is a part of the family. It is. He was naming so many of the other callers that I love here on the show. What are your thoughts, everybody? What are you thankful for this holiday? Let's go to Jr., who's in West Virginia, beautiful West Virginia. Jr., your thoughts. What are you thinking of this holiday? On this beautiful turkey Thanksgiving day, I appreciate you every night. I listen to you, honey. You're a, you're an amazing person, but I'm thankful for the love and mercy and the amazing grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. One thousand percent. He his blood on Calvary's tree for everyone that will accept it. And that cross may have been made out of a cedar or a beautiful dogwood tree. JR, thank you very, very, very much. Your message is so important this holiday, and faith means everything. God bless you, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving. Let's go to George, uh, line seven. George, your thoughts. What are you thankful for this holiday, my friend? Oh, I had a wonderful time. My grandfather, I have uh, four kids, eight grandchildren, triplet grandchildren. Um, but I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm a conservative. My grandfather served in World War One, and my father served in World War Two. Bronze Star, a hero. Wow, my beautiful. Children have served. I uh, I was going to be an officer. I got hurt. I went into uh, law enforcement instead. But I heard a figure. It's really disturbing to me. And we had like a family discussion. One of my grandchildren wants to join the service, and I finally said, "You know what?" I'll give you any sport car you want if you don't join. And I'm embarrassed to say it because I'll tell you why. I heard a statistic. Now, I could be wrong. They say 44% they did a survey of people said they wouldn't fight for this country. So I should have my one of my family go there and risk limb and life. And we all served. Our family all served. Uh, to protect When 44% of people so they wouldn't fight for the country. Wow. This all has to do, I don't know if my statistics may be wrong. I could be wrong if you could look it up. Yeah, I will look that up. But you know what, George, you, you bring up a powerful point. I've always been a big supporter, and I'm curious what you think on this, George, because you had a very important point. I think that there should be some sort of form of service in this country so people are grateful for this nation. And Rita, can I correct? Can I just say something? Yeah, go might, ahead, please. I before I'm a retired court clerk. I may have come in contact. I worked at 100 Center Street Criminal Court for a number of years, and in Queens, I was a supervisor in the criminal. Um, this country, in my opinion, went down when we stopped the draft or service. Also, years ago, um, when we would have a, a, a we, you may remember him if you remember Judge Sondaker or Judge Levitan. Yes, know yes, I, yes, absolutely, one thousand percent, absolutely. Okay. 
You remember them, right? I was yes. a clerk there. We may have come into contact with each other. When, when there was a kid that came there that, you know, he wasn't in that much trouble. He wasn't such a bad kid. Now, this was, this was near Vietnam, you know, Vietnam wartime. I would call, you know, the judge said, would talk to the aunt or the mother. We'll, we'll drop the charge of what he considered joining the service. So I, there used to be a, a recruiting booth on Harold Square. Do you remember it? I yes, it I do. I 1,000% remember, yes. Okay. So there was a – I don't mean to take a lot of time, but there was a Sergeant Johnson there. I used to call him up. I go, John, the sergeant he used to bring me – I guess he got, a, he got a bonus whenever he would recruit somebody. So he'd bring me a cup of coffee or something, and he'd come over, and we'd give him – you know, we would take the kid, bring him down there, and the next day he was off to Paris Island or wherever – and, you know, I have some guilt feelings about it. Years later, I would run into a kid, and it saved his life down in Manhattan. But who knows if I sent anybody to there, if we sent anybody to their death in Vietnam. I don't know why I'm saying this thing. You know, I'm an old guy now, and you think about what you've done in your life. And as far as Shirley Levitan, you, you really, did you know her? I know who she is. I know exactly who she is. Absolutely. Okay. Do you have a moment that she was in the OSS? Did you know that? Yes, 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 I do. Absolutely. One. You know how I... She, she, I'll tell you real quickly. I think yeah, very quick, if you could. Go ahead, George. Okay. I was a young court officer. She never talked about the war. Somebody, one of the defendants threatened her. So she said that, the, you know, she made a statement. The last person who threatened me is a German SS officer who was lying dead in Belgium. She jumped out of, they took her out of Colombia. She spoke French and she jumped behind enemy lines. I said to her, you know, judge, you're Jewish. Were you afraid you were going to get caught? I didn't intend to get taken alive. She was in the OSS. Michael Burke, the owner of the Yankees, if you remember, he was in the OSS. Bill Casey, who used to come visit her, was in the OSS. And Donovan, Wild Bill Donovan, who was a Congressional Medal of Honor winner in World War I, he would come and visit her once in a while. You know, I had a great job. I loved it. That's what I had to be. I met a lot of interesting people. And again, I'm just sad if that if that statistic is true. And I'm going to look that up, George, because you bring up, George, you bring up a great point, um, because your message at the beginning, George, first of all, thank you so much for your family service. Um, Obviously, so many generations, as you talked about. But when you just said that you feel the country went downhill um, when the draft stopped, that's a really powerful message because there's something to be said when you have something invested in the country. And I think about, I heard, by the way, today, um, I got messages from friends in Israel. And in Israel, service is mandatory, whether it's with military or civilian. If you're not, like, equipped or you don't want to do military or they don't find the right place for you, man or woman, you have to do some sort of form, you know, some civilian service. There is such a devotion from the citizens there appreciating the state of Israel because they feel a connection to it. They feel invested in it. They were defending it. They were protecting it. And maybe we need to bring back some form, whether it's of the draft or of some sort of mandatory service. I'm a big believer, and there needs to be maybe some sort of connection so everybody feels somehow devoted to this country and invested in this country. And young people understand the sacrifice of people like you and of your family, George. George, first of all, love you. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. And thank you for reminding us so beautifully of what 
we represent to the world and what we have to be grateful for. We're going to continue with our calls after the break, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. What are you thankful for as we're spending these last few hours here of Thanksgiving together? You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And happy Thanksgiving, everybody. So great being with all of you on this beautiful and blessed holiday. I can think of no better way than to end my Thanksgiving day than to being with you and hearing what you think you are thankful for. What is your blessing in your life? Uh, we just were talking and George was saying, you know what? We got to get more people engaged in some sort of national service to appreciate this country because it is not perfect, and boy, we don't have a perfect president. We got a lot of issues there. Uh, but despite all of that, it is still the greatest country in the world. Uh, there are still, as we're going to talk about later on in the show, millions upon millions of people trying to come into America at our southern border. Obviously, our border is wide open. And Mayorkas, latest news today, is saying he's not going anywhere. We'll talk about that also in the next hour But the reason so many people are coming to this country is because it is the greatest and the most beautiful and the freest country in the world. I've lived in a couple other places overseas, and every time I've come back, I'm like, thank goodness I'm back in America. Thank goodness I'm back here safe and sound. And so there are so many things that we have a great reason to be blessed about and to appreciate this country And at least we have a democracy. At least we can speak out. Think about the people that are going on in Iran now, too. That woman, remember, with the headdress, you know, who because she didn't wear the headdress, uh, suddenly, you know, uh, no longer on this earth. And all the people now protesting a basic freedom like that. Talk about heroes around the world. And yet every single day we have the right to say what we feel, the right to express our views. And that's what I also love about our show. We hear from everybody here, and that, to me, is what makes it so great. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Rick on line four. Rick, your thoughts about all this. What what are you thankful for on this holiday, my friend? Happy Thanksgiving, Rita. Of course, I'm thankful for the usual stuff, friends and family, which includes my cats. And I'm thankful for you and giving us freedom of speech on your radio. I'm also thankful I spoke to Curtis and his wife today, Curtis Lewa. And I'm thankful for Elon Musk, who's given amnesty to um, people who were nervy enough to speak the truth on Twitter and got banned for life. Yeah, and and listen, he's bringing a lot of people back, so that's a good news. You know, it's going to be interesting, Rick, to see if Trump does come back, because Trump... I know that Elon Musk has said, hey, come back. Trump has said maybe he won't because he's got his own truth social. Um, but he might come back or maybe he works some deal between truth social and Twitter. Would, would you be thankful for that? Um, I don't know. I think Trump's going to think that it will take away from his site. It know? is, but, but the like, power, why, why I mean. Any publicity to Musk. Yeah, yeah. The only problem is that's why I think, Rick, maybe he's going to come up with some sort of joint strategy because – there still are so many followers on Twitter. And as he's already said, he's running again. He's going to want to be able to get his message out to as many people as possible. Maybe there's some like cross connecting or cross linking so he can still keep Truth Social and have it vibrant, but also direct people somehow to Twitter and Truth Social. That's why 
I think there's a combination in the works. Uh, Rick, thank you for the beautiful Thanksgiving message. Thank you. Thank very you, Rita. You too. Happy Thanksgiving. Let's go to Howard, uh, line two. Howard, your thoughts about all this. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you and happy, ber- happy birthday for the other day. Thank you. Thank you. I know as if as if I needed, you know, I was like I had a birthday celebration for about a week and then it rolled right into Thanksgiving, Howard. You better widen the door. Yes, I I, I think I need like five doors after everything I've had. Believe me. (laughs) And I'm, I'm thankful for the nice people I was with and that we all we all got along. There were no political arguments. My friend actually, my friend said, don't discuss. We're both conservatives. He said, don't discuss politics. That's the key. That is the key, Howard. That's the key. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment here on this Thanksgiving A beautiful story coming from Illinois, where two Riverwoods, Illinois police officers worked together to save the life of a passenger who became unresponsive inside a vehicle. The officers responded last Thursday around two in the afternoon to an area to assist the fire department with a major medical emergency. A passenger in a vehicle was completely unresponsive and the driver of the vehicle pulled over and began CPR. Fortunately, Riverwoods police officer Joe Patterson arrived just in time and he took over the CPR. Short while later, a Deerfield police officer also arrived on the scene and he immediately implemented an automated external defibrillator, that is an AED. Uh, that automatic external defibrillator delivered a shock and then the other officer took over CPR from another officer. So it was all hands on deck. Thankfully, the person was breathing and had a pulse when they were ultimately transported to the hospital and are said to be doing okay and with their family today for Thanksgiving. What a great, great story with a happy ending. And, of course, it is thanks big time to our men and women in blue. And by the way, to go along with our Back the Blue segment that we do every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, the Rita Cosby Show Store has a new line of Back the Blue merchandise. So head over to store.ritacosbyonline.com, store.ritacosbyonline.com, and check out our line of Back the Blue gear. And when you use the promo code RITA15, you will receive 15% off of your order. So make sure you put that promo code RITA15 in when you order your gear. It is perfect for the holiday season. Perfect for somebody you love. Perfect for yourself as we're talking about what we're thankful for this holiday. I am so thankful for our men and women in law enforcement. And that's why we love doing the Back the Blue segment. And again, to get any great merchandise for yourself or your loved ones, a perfect gift this holiday season, go to store.ritacosbyonline.com and make sure, most importantly, that you always back the blue. Well, by the way, of course, there was the big Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade today, uh, complete with singers and all the floats and all the other stuff. It was actually really, really beautiful. I saw just a little bit of it. And so did President Biden, who called in. And listen, it was kind of, it was, boy, was it bumbly bumbly when he called in. It was like, 
here's a little bit of President Biden calling into the Macy's Day Parade, calling into the reporter, one of the hosts of the parade. Listen in. How are you? We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> you're watching your parade. You're doing I, a good job. Oh, thank you. I love that you're watching you're like this. the good weather of the parade, too. That's the best part. I will take credit for that. Yes, thank you very much. And here is a little more of the president calling in. He's in Nantucket, uh, staying at a, at a wealthy guy's location. Not Martha's Vineyard where the migrants were, remember, but he's in Nantucket. And here's a little more of him calling into the parade. What do you want to say to everyone watching right now? We just want to say we're so grateful for uh, the people, for this opportunity, for the health that we have now in America. And, uh, Joe, what do you want to say? Well, I want to say thanks to the firefighters, the police officers, first responders. Um, They never take a break. They never take a break, which, by the way, that was a great message. I was happy that he did that. He also called troops around the world and thanked them. Uh, and here's a little bit more of his conversation with the host of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And what are your plans for Thanksgiving after the parade? Well, we're just going to uh, have dinner with the family, probably take a walk on the beach and uh, just uh, feel for, uh, for our family. Well, we've been coming up to Nantucket for, since we first got married, whole family, and uh, it's become a tradition. And we're going to go stop at the fire department. We're going to make sure that we uh, spend some time on the island thanking the first responders here. And we're going to go see the Coast Guard and the military. Well, and he did do that. He didn't sound too energetic. This is the guy who said uh, he's the Energizer Bunny at age 80 even though he's 80 going on 100. But what are your thoughts about? What are you thankful for? I do like the fact that he did call the troops today. That was lovely. Went and visited a local fire department, too, as well. That was great. So I'm thankful for that. And I'm also thankful, of course, for all of our great first responders and our men and women in blue and, of course, our great veterans. What did you do for the holiday, guys? What are you thankful for? one 800 848 to uh let's go to joanne line eight uh joanne your thoughts what are you thankful for this holiday and happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving rita it's a beautiful day we had uh a very small thanksgiving but it just five of us um my husband myself our daughter and her two-year-old and then our son and uh it was really very very nice and we are thankful for we're thankful for our health and for our safety and for all the good people that you uh, give credit to on your program, the military, the first responders, and all of those people. And I just wanted to, every time, Rita, you mention your dad, it always makes me think of my dad because the, it's it's not exactly a parallel uh, experience, but My father came from Europe, from Holland, actually, came to America a long, long time ago in 1910, believe it or not, and um, he uh, found his way from Canada down to the United States and settled there, and um, he had five children total, and I'm his youngest, and his four sons were all in the military, my three uh, brothers were in World War II, 
And then my other brother was in the v- Vietnam. He was in active duty in Vietnam. Wow. But my father was a wonderful patriot. Um, he believed so strongly in the United States. And um, he was, as soon as I became old enough to vote, he told me, go and register, you know, register for a political party. And every year um, he always made your voting, right? You know, don't forget to vote. And one one time I have happened to have been ill and he got me an absentee ballot so that I could vote. And he just had such um, a, a, a wonderful appreciation for the United States. He took us on vacations to see all different states and you know, Washington and, oh, just all good places. You know what's beautiful, Joanne? I love what you're telling me, too, about how, how when you weren't feeling well or whatever, he gets you the absentee ballot because yes. he understood what it meant uh, to be able to vote and, and what a important responsibility it is to go out and vote. And I love that. And, and you know, my dad, I think about Joanne, um, you know, I, I, it's making me so emotional here on this Thanksgiving I think of my dad, my dad and my mother, they met in England. They came over uh, after the war. My father, as you all know, uh, was a prisoner of war, uh, was in a Nazi camp, escaped, rescued by Americans. And when my dad came over, they had a hundred dollars in their pocket and they came over on the Queen Mary. And when the Queen Mary pulled into New York Harbor, my father said, as soon as he saw that Statue of Liberty, he just started crying. And when he came into New York Harbor, he literally came and he kissed the ground in New York. He was so happy to be an American because he was saved by American troops. And it was this great country called America. And one of the things, you know, my dad used to talk about, you as a New Yorker will appreciate this. When my father, you think about, this is what we represent to countries around the world. My father, when he was fighting in the middle of the resistance um, against the Nazis in World War II, fighting with everything he had, like obviously your brothers were too. You know, my father saw a book. And this is when, remember, sort of what's happening, sadly, what's happening with the people of Ukraine now, where they're getting off, their food is getting cut off, their water is getting cut off, their electricity. That was happening to Poland in World War II. And so they had no fa- no water, no food. And my dad said he found a book and it had this image of Niagara Falls of water like pouring all over. And he said he almost started hallucinating, thinking, gosh, if I could have all this water pouring all over me because he was dying of thirst because, again, water was being cut off. They had no resources. And my dad said, if I come to America, I want to go to this great place called Niagara Falls. And lo and behold, it was one of the first places that he went to when he came to America. Um, but, but it, it represented to him this, this land of plenty, this land of opportunity, this water flowing of abundant resources and abundant freedom that America is. And so for me, um, you know, I'm so, so grateful, first off, for your family's service and for hearing about what your dad went through. And and your brothers went through. I mean, what great, great Americans your family is. And it's so important to remember all of them and, and all of the families that serve and the family members like you who have obviously supported them all these years. Joanne, thank you so much. And thank happy, you, happy Thanksgiving to you and thank your incredible family. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank Bye-bye. you, too. You, too. Let's go to Mike. Uh, uh, line four. Mike, happy Thanksgiving to you, my friend. Hope you're doing great. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, and Rudy, and John, and his wife, and, and everybody on your station, and to all your callers. They're they're magnificent. 
and God doesn't doesn't he recognizes every single one and thank you Rita for recognizing all the soldiers everybody and and the ones that you miss the good Lord will recognize one day but I want to give you a little little story about my father he came here he was a dishwasher this and that a week from overseas you know and uh it was a, a, a cook in World War Two. Oh wow! And then he was he was working as you know as a cook, you know, a common cook, making making a few dollars a week. And he was assigned a job to do a uh, cook for uh, Thomas Dewey. My father didn't know who Thomas Dewey oh, was. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah. So he cooks a, a, a turkey for Thomas Dewey. I don't know who was on Thanksgiving or what. It could have been, but uh, he puts it all back together with toothpicks and all of that. And Thomas Dewey was so amazed. That he took off his ring and gave it to my father. He had lost it. And uh, my father became his bodyguard. And my father was a tough guy. This guy, my father was not afraid of nobody. And nobody. He would go up against anybody. And he was always on his left side, Thomas Dewey. always protected his heart. My father was Thomas Dewey's a uh, bulletproof vest. Wow. Bulletproof vest. Wow. What a great story. Now, yeah. I, is yeah. your father still with us, Mike, or no longer with us? No, no, he passed away in, uh, uh, 2001. But, uh, one day we're watching a, a, a thing. He, he mentioned it a couple of times, but we didn't know who Thomas Dewey was. You know, it just, you know, like my, my, he was a man of few words. And one day we're watching Channel 13 and, you know, it was about Thomas Dewey. And I, I recognized my father when he was young. Oh, and my I, goodness. I, I how great yeah. is that? Wow. I didn't, yeah. I didn't say none. He says, there's my face. He says, Natamutramu. It means that's my face. Oh, that's all he my. said. Now, let me ask you, Mike, real quick. Were you thinking of your dad today, of course, at the Thanksgiving table? I, I think about them every day. I had Thanksgiving with my my two female dogs, and uh, I, yeah, I got a call from my uh, daughter. She, she's flying to Connecticut, and I, I had a great time. We went down near the boat. Well, do we well, Mike. Today. Do me a favor. Give your two beautiful little dogs a big hug from me. And thanks very, very much for the call. What a beautiful story about sharing about your dad. And your dad is definitely smiling from above. Uh, no doubt about that, Mike. No doubt about that. Thank you. What a beautiful story. Thank you, Mike. Always love your calls, my friend. Let's go to Ben, line three. Ben, what are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? Hey, Ben. Yeah, Rita, I'm thankful. Hey. Yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for um, uh, for God who loves us, sent his son to die in our place, as was mentioned earlier, and he rose from the grave. Also thankful for um, attending the parade today. They will see that. and. Thankful for you and for your call screener who let me uh, get on the line. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Um, and by the way, Ben, America. by the Ben, uh, by the way, Ben, true team effort here too. Because I'm not the only one working today. We got a great team here working um, because we all love being here and sharing it with all of you. And you're right. Thankful to be an American. Um, and the parade was beautiful too. I think there's something just beautiful about, you know, everybody coming together, seeing young and old. And for me, many memories, too, you know, going out there. I remember being out there uh, with my dad and my mom when I was a young kid going to see the parade. So it brings back so many beautiful, powerful memories. And that's what I think, you know, the holiday is all about, is remembering those with us and those who are not with us, as Mike was just so eloquently saying. Ben, thank you very, very much. Let's go to Ralph, line six. Ralph, what are you thankful for, my friend? 
thank you. I, first of all, thank you for taking my call, and I am giving thanks to the good Lord, our God, the Almighty, for the blessings and the graces He has granted me. And this country, too, has given me a lot of uh, blessings and graces as well. Okay, so I'm thankful to uh, America as well. And uh, where are you? Where are you from, Ralph? Where are you from originally, Ralph? From the Philippines. Um, You know, our our health as well. I'm I'm thankful about uh, my health. I'm still, you know, here, and we're still in the period of the uh, pandemic, as you know. This is not just pandemic, uh, Rita. This is also uh, an endemic, uh, epidemic. And uh, I'm watching a, a YouTube video right now by a certain Dr. Campbell uh, explaining this whole thing. He's more credible than Dr. Clown show, uh, you know. Uh, Dr. Clown, boy, Dr. Clown show yeah, Fauci. Yeah. That guy is, that guy was telling everybody uh, do a COVID test before you go home. I think we're going to be, I'm going to be like in a wheelchair uh, you know, uh, suddenly like thinking of a COVID and a booster shot. I mean, that guy wants us to have booster shots till the end of time. He is like totally out of control. And even in his last briefing, and he still won't answer, by the way, Ralph, uh, when he was asked a question about the origins of COVID, remember the White House cut it off. Oh, no, no, no. That was his last final press briefing this week. And he was like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, we can't talk about that. What, we can't talk about looking into the origins of what killed millions of people around the world? I'm not thankful for him, but I'm thankful for all of you. We're going to continue with your calls after the break, everybody, on this beautiful, happy Thanksgiving, wonderful special where we're talking about what we are grateful for. I'm grateful to be an American. I'm grateful to be with all of you on this Thanksgiving. And we're going to continue your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show here on this awesome Thanksgiving. So thankful to be with all of you as we are talking about what matters. How did you spend Thanksgiving? Did you talk politics on the Thanksgiving table? Because guess what? Did you see the list? We talked about this, that they put out this list of what you should be thankful for and talking points by the Biden administration if your relatives get into topics about Joe Biden. In other words, if somebody complains, gosh, Turkey is costing so much or gas is talking so much, they had this sort of counterpunch list that you can bring that you could have brought to your family's dinner table today as you were talking Turkey with them. And if they started saying, well, you know, Joe Biden's economy has really been a disaster. Well, here is your counterpoint Joe is a really good guy, and he's doing the best he can, and it's Russia's fault. Well, and boy, when I gassed up my SUV today, it cost so much to come over to Grandma's house. Oh, don't blame Joe Biden. Blame Russia. I mean, to me, how pathetic that they got all of these talking points in the middle of this, uh, because it just shows that they are seriously concerned as people are talking about their kitchen table issues And many people are worried as we are heading, of course, into the Christmas months. It's getting colder, heating prices, uh, gas prices, so many of these issues. 
that are on the table that we all see every single day and right now are not sadly going away for so many american families what are your thoughts about this holiday what are you thankful for 1-800-848-9222 1-800-848-9222 let's go to christopher in vermont online to christopher your thoughts about all this yes um i i, I thought we would uh, i would i would discuss my my family uh, as a, uh, in relationship to the military my mother's father was Henry Merle Moran. He joined the military, the Army, in 1912, and he was in the cavalry, and he served with Pershing on the punitive expedition in 1916. Oh, wow. And they were after Pancho Villa. Now, his son, his son, Henry Merle Moran, Jr., we called him Uncle Mike, he joined the uh, United States Army in 1940. He was stationed at, at the Presidio in San Francisco, when the war broke out, when we joined the war in 1941, he served in the 42nd Rainbow Division, and he landed in the south of France right after uh, the Normandy invasion. And he had shrapnel in him, and he served his whole life in the military. He was finally a master sergeant, and he served at uh, Fort Huachuca, Arizona, Wow. 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 And now have you been thinking about them this Thanksgiving, Chris, because what a great uh, family history you have. He was he was was on his way to come come and visit us for Easter in 1959. And he was killed in a car accident. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So he survived all the wars and yet had a a car accident here in the States. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What is... They both served, he and his father. It's amazing because his father died in 1931. Uh, the, the Army, he was in recruiting duty in Los Angeles. And he had to have a tooth pulled. And the Army sent him to a civilian dentist. And he developed septicemia. And he died at Fort MacArthur in San Pedro in 1931. And his son joined in 1940, and he died, they both served 19 years. Wow. What? By the way, Christopher, thank you for, first of all, sharing those incredible stories um, about the heritage of your family and how sad that they left us, obviously, way, way too soon. But it's such a reminder. You know, I miss my family. Uh, My father passed away a number of years ago. My mother did, too. Um, and, And I miss them so much on holidays, you think of them. So very, very much. Christopher, thank you. And thank you for reminding us about just so many great men and women who serve, you know, in this country and help make this country great. Like your family, boy, you have a lot to be proud of. And no wonder you miss them so much this beautiful, beautiful holiday. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. It's wonderful to be here with you on Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for? Uh, You just heard about Chris's great military family. What do you miss? What are you thankful for? I'm thankful to be an American. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
You can never go wrong with a little bit of Beatles here on Thanksgiving Day. This is Rita Cosby. So glad to be with all of you as we are enjoying a great holiday together here. One hour left of Thanksgiving. No, say it ain't so. I love the holiday because it's full of family and friends Good food. I'm still recuperating. I had a little bit of turkey. Not too much, but I did have a little bit of turkey. And boy, it was a great one. And I hope all of you had a good one, too. What are you thankful for? I love hearing all your thoughts about your families, um, about some of the military history that you guys have been sharing in such a beautiful and personal way tonight. Um, and also just your health and your faith. There's so many things that we are thankful for. And I think holidays are a great time to be able to reflect on that and just tell people that you love. We appreciate you. We love you. And we're grateful for you. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. By the way, I am definitely not grateful for the prices that we have seen. Um, a uh, 16 pound turkey average price is about 29 bucks. That's up 21%. Also, stuffing mix, up 69%. Pie crusts, 26%. Dinner rolls, obviously, basic of every good Thanksgiving dinner, 22%. Prices are skyrocketing. It's not just that. Travel, too, because so many of you are traveling to relatives' house, whether it's now or whether you're gearing up also for the Christmas season, which now is right around the corner. So you see it when you're traveling. And this is what a number of people said about just how expensive it is getting to travel. Take a listen. I love to travel, um, big traveler over the, the years, and I, I haven't experienced um, these types of prices in, in the past. So I think for people that can't afford it, can't afford the rise in prices, it's going to be a problem. Oh, yes. It's very expensive. <laughs> I don't think anyone that I know is traveling this holiday season probably because of that. How sad is that? Not traveling. Did you change your plans because of the economy? Did you feel like you had to be more restrictive on what you bought or how many folks you had over or even traveling? Like you just heard some people saying that they did not travel and they know a lot of people who didn't do it because they wanted to save money this holiday season. Well, this is really fantastic. you got to hear this from Ted Cruz. He kind of encapsulates how we all feel about the holiday season. And here is his take on how bad inflation is with a little bit of satire twist. Ted Cruz, take a listen. you got inflation out of control. Cost of everything. Cost of food through the roof. Cost of health care. Cost of electricity. Cost of lumber cost of rent, cost of mortgages, cost of gasoline. Look, it's so bad, Antifa can't afford bricks. It is so bad, Eric Swalwell can't afford Chinese dinners. (laughs) That's making a lot of headlines tonight. Eric Swalwell can't afford Chinese dinners. I he is hanging out with the Chinese spy. I'm glad to see that McCarthy is planning on trying to kick him off the committees. Why is he on the Intel committee? Explain that to me. A guy who had a relationship with a Chinese spy was getting money uh from it looks like from China 
Why does he have security clearance when he wouldn't in the regular population? He couldn't probably have security clearance at a major company. And yet he's on the Intel Committee in Congress. And I'm glad that Kevin McCarthy says that he will probably try to kick him off as soon as the Republicans take power in January. But I love Ted Cruz saying that things are so bad. Antifa can't afford bricks. Swalwell can't afford Chinese food. Things are getting really bad. Are you feeling it, too, as well, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Andrew. Line four, Andrew. Happy Thanksgiving, first of all. How are you? Good. I'm thankful for my Thai wife and my Italian mother, which creates a great fusion of food. And um, non-traditional Thanksgiving food is my wife. When she makes pasta, she'll use a wok and stir fry the with. She'll put the tomato sauce in the wok and stir fry chopped meat and vegetables in the wok. Ooh, now did you wait? Did you have turkey, Andrew? I didn't hear turkey or cranberry sauce or anything like that. I just had Thai food, which upset my Italian mother, but maybe <laughs> I'll have some leftovers. <laughs> well, well, happy Thanksgiving, my friend. Thanks so much. Great to hear from you, Andrew. As always, let's go to Peter. Line one, Peter, your thoughts. How was your Thanksgiving and what are you grateful for? Happy Thanksgiving, Rita, to you and your family. Thank and you. I'm you too, my friend. For, grateful for my great wife and my wonderful great daughter. My daughter, this, I woke up this morning not feeling too hot, so I called my daughter. I said, I think I'm going to stay home because we're going to eat over there. She brought up a load of uh, food to us. Uh, she did the Gordon Ramsay recipe for the turkey. So I said to her, did Gordon yell at you while you were doing like, your, your thing is terrible. I cannot eat that turkey, you know, and uh, <laughs> that. And I got to be thankful for uh, the news report that just came on that said about what to give the uh, animals and cats outside, not to give stuffing because it could be deadly for them. So I was just going to put out some of the stuff outside and thanks to the report that came on on WABC which really you know you have to watch television because the reports that we get on your radio station are phenomenal and they're great and they're right to the point so we probably say you know some of these uh, feral cats that feed well uh, I love I love that we're giving you good advice for the animals Peter we love you Pete happy Thanksgiving my friend to you and your beautiful family. It's so great. And I'm glad that we were able to save a few furry friends, too, as well, because that is so, so important. Thanks a lot. Let's go to Stan in Forest Hill. Stan, your thoughts. What are you thankful for uh, this holiday, my friend? I see you eating the sweet potatoes today. Now, hey, by the way, I was trying some sweet potatoes, I'll by the you, way. I had to open my belt. I don't know what you opened up. Oh, my God. Stan, and also, you guys know I had my birthday just a few days oh, I, ago. Well, shoved a piece of cake in front of you, then it's <gasps> Yes, exactly. I'm uh, telling you, we were we flipped it around. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm glad you had both. i got to say this, and it's, I have to say, and it's <laughs> going to be somewhat depressing. This is not a happy day, Thanksgiving. Now, why is that? Why do you say well, that? Uh, let me say, for the th- hundreds of people that have died under gun violence, not political, last week, the week before in Texas, these people could not be celebrating Thanksgiving. They cannot be celebrating. I can't see how they even get through Christmas or New Year's. That's about the only thing. One, these uh, To these people, 
I hold out my heart to them. I'm not, you know me. I'm no, a, and, and Stan, oh, wait a one more thing. I agree with you, Stan. I just, but I'll let you go. I'll let you go. But I just want to say to you, I'm glad you reminded because, you know, it is a difficult time for families and some of those stories of late have just been heartbreaking. The story out of the Walmart and oh, it's so heartbreaking. It's, it, uh, in my faith, when someone dies, you light what's called a Yatzite candle. Yeah. So I ask anybody, you don't have to, you can buy one in the store. Take buy one. It doesn't cost maybe a buck or two. Light a candle for these families who can never celebrate Christmas again as it was, Thanksgiving as it was, and New Year's. Light a candle. So you have to buy it. It's cheap. Put it in your kitchen. Light it. And think of those people. I'm not one for prayer. I'm not a believer in a divine being. Well, it would never have let any of this happen. So I wish those – I wish them – all some form of peace in their in their heart. I don't know if they'll get it, but at least we can light a candle for them. One thousand percent. Stan, thank you very, okay. very much. I really appreciate it. Beautiful message and happy Thanksgiving, Stan. Very, very much. It's important to remember uh, those who have lost so much and family members uh, that are just having a really difficult time this year. I can't even imagine how they're getting through it. Those folks um, who have had some of these recent tragedies that we've been talking about. Uh, the Walmart one, which we just mentioned. How about that case in Colorado? I mean, there's just so many sad, sad stories of late. And just as you said, that's so heartbreaking for their families. How about in Idaho? They're still trying to solve that case of those kids, uh, the students that were murdered in their home, you know, at their location. Four of them killed. They still don't have uh, the killer. They haven't even found the weapon at this point in that case. Um, I just can't imagine how difficult it is for their families this holiday season. Stan, thank you very much. Uh, everybody, what are you thankful for? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Who are you thinking about this holiday season? Uh, let's go to Tony. Tony, uh, your thoughts about this holiday and also, uh, I think you got, you have a gripe about what Black Friday too? Go ahead. Hey, hi, Rita. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. Thank you for the thank you for the opportunity. This is the greatest country in the world, and I'm just glad that my father and my mother brought me here with my sister. And uh, I would like to uh, uh, say that uh, there is no other place than the United States of America. And uh, yeah, Black Friday. Why do they call it Black Friday? Isn't that? I mean, they changed all the uh, baseball teams and the football teams. The you know. They're uh, from Washington. Why do they call it Black Friday? I thought they were going to jump on it right away and try to change that, too. You know what? That's an interesting point. Now, let me ask you, do you have a problem with it being called Black Friday? You know the reason I call it uh, Black Friday, by the way, Tony? I, I, you know do you know? I don't know? I don't know why they call it Black Friday. Maybe because of the sales that they have. Exactly. Like normally, like in a financial perspective, they're in the red if indeed at first, um, at first okay. when they're like, it, you're in the red when you don't have any finances, right? So you're, you're right. in a deficit. Then when they get all the sales, then they are suddenly in black. So black. they, it's, it's okay. a financial term. It's sort of, and it carried over into oh. Friday, which is the history. But what are, so I hear where you're going. You think that what, like some, like the, the woke mob is going to come after it and, yeah, but, but you're it. right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I, you know, you bring up a great point. I'm waiting for them to say, yeah, you shouldn't be saying that. Uh, do you have a yeah. problem with Black Friday, with it being called Black Friday? I, no, I, I don't because I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a guy that is against that. 
is against those people either. So yeah, some of it is so over the top. I mean, they have gotten, but but you but you bring up a superb point, Tony, because. I'm waiting for tomorrow for some of them to come out and say, oh, this is crazy. And in fact, Tony, hold on, because I want to play for you. Uh, this is Joy Reid, who is on MSNBC. And take a listen to what Joy Reid has to say about the myth of Thanksgiving. Listen to this. But it's also important to unpack the myth of Thanksgiving. It is a holiday riddled with historical inaccuracies. Built on this myth that the indigenous welcomed their colonizers with open arms and ears of corn. A simplistic fairy tale interpretation of a 1621 encounter between indigenous tribes and English settlers that erases the genocide that followed. And here's a little more of Joy Reid talking about our country, her blasting Thanksgiving. My goodness, saying it's racist. Listen, it's the truth. Republicans want banned. From our textbooks, because here's the secret they want so desperately to keep. We are a country founded on violence. Our birth was violent. In 1619, a ship with more than 20 enslaved Africans landed in Virginia, ushering in two centuries of American slavery that left millions in chains or dead. And when those humans in bondage were finally free, a terrorist organization that was a card carrying member of polite society, the Ku Klux Klan, Picked up where the Civil War ended. This to me is so insane. What is wrong with this woman? Why can't she just say, hey, let's celebrate Thanksgiving. It's a time of family, appreciation, uh, understanding the country. She's using it, saying it's a racist holiday and it epitomizes violence of America and don't do it. And here's a little bit more of her blasting Thanksgiving. Why can't she just enjoy it? What is wrong with this crazy woke mob? Here's a little more of Joy Reid on MSNBC. We are a country that chooses violence over and over again. There is no facet of American society that is untouched by it, as all the recent headlines remind us. Wow. Is Thanksgiving a racist holiday? If you listen to MSNBC... They say it is a fairy tale linked to slavery. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Tony, real quick, I got to get you to respond. This is insane. Go ahead. Well, it's, it's really crazy because they are, they are the racist people. They are what they're saying to us. Yeah, I that's agree. And, I, it, and it's creating division. But that's by the way, Tony, I can't wait to see what she says tomorrow about Black Friday, like you just yeah, said. Yeah. You know, she's going to go off on Black Friday. If she doesn't like Thanksgiving, she's going to go off on Black Friday. Yeah. Yeah. My son is a cop up here. And uh, let me tell you something. He was rooted to be a cop when he was about seven or eight years old. He said to me, Dad, I want to go to police camp. And every year, every summer, he, he, he came to me and said, Dad, I'm police camp, police camp. So this kid is really a great police officer, and I'm so proud of him. Well, by the way, we are all proud of him, Tony. And also, yeah. I just all, want to say... All, all, the, all the blue line. Yes. By the way, Absolutely. all the blue line. And you know what? Obviously, you were a great dad because he obviously was inspired by you to get into service and, uh, Tony, you know, one of my favorite things that we do here on the show every night is our Back the Blue, because I love being able to honor our men and women in blue. And I'm going to be thinking about your son next time when we do a segment. Happy Thanksgiving, Tony. You are awesome. When we come back, everybody, what do you think? 
of Joy Reid saying Thanksgiving is a, quote, fairy tale holiday linked to slavery. And Tony brought up a good point that the woke mob is now going to start coming after Black Friday, which is the big day of sales, of course, here in the United States that we experience every Friday. Because of that, he thinks that people are going to, the woke mob's going to go, what the heck is this? I think he's right. I agree with him. I think there's going to be a lot of people tomorrow that are saying, why are you saying it's Black Friday? It's a financial term. These wokesters will never give up. 1-800-848-9222. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, we're doing it a little bit early here tonight, but we love doing it. And how fitting on Thanksgiving Day that we're doing it now. Well, we are honoring the U.S. Marine Corps and in particular, a beautiful story coming from Detroit, Michigan. Dearborn Heights Mayor and U.S. Marine Corps veteran Bill Bozzi was recognized by the Metropolitan Detroit Veterans Coalition as its 2022 Veteran of Honor. Bozzi is a retired U.S. Marine Corps gunnery sergeant. He served in several capacities, including multiple worldwide deployments through his 21-year military career. He said when he accepted the honor, I am honored to be named this year's Metropolitan Detroit Veterans Coalition Veteran of Honor. And he said, as a proud retiree of the United States Marine Corps, it humbles me to join the distinguished list of veterans who have accepted this recognition before me. Uh, it is so important to instill patriotism through our communities. What a beautiful, beautiful story. And thank you again to our great men and women. And that's why we always love supporting the heroes here on the Rita Cosby Show. Well, we are talking about Joy Reid on MSNBC throwing the towel on Thanksgiving. Everything with these people. We were just talking. Tony called in and said, hey, when are they going to start complaining about Black Friday, which is the big shopping day? Again, it's a term from the financials. Basically, you're in the black, meaning that suddenly you have you know, money, that money from sales. You're in the red when you're below and then you're in the black when you start gaining money. It's a financial term. But no, people are going to start. Everything is like woke, woke, woke. You know, they've changed all the names of these sports teams. And now Joy Reid has taken on Thanksgiving. Listen to what she had to say. This is the MSNBC host last night about our beautiful storied holiday. But it's also important to unpack the myth of Thanksgiving. It is a holiday riddled with historical inaccuracies. Built on this myth that the indigenous welcomed their colonizers with open arms and ears of corn. A simplistic fairy tale interpretation of a 1621 encounter between indigenous tribes and English settlers that erases the genocide that followed. Yeah, I mean, this is so crazy saying it was perpetuated by the right. 
to how the U.S. was really founded on genocide and ongoing white supremacy? Like, in other words, don't celebrate Thanksgiving. What is wrong with these people? Let's go to Ann, line six. Ann, your reaction to Joy Reid. What do you make of that? Hi, um, Rita. Yep, go ahead. You're here. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. I'm happy to say it, despite what Joy Reid says. Yeah, I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. And also, I want to say that Joy Reid, she's an ignorant liar and an ignorant fool. First of all, you know, uh, America was not found on 1619 when the, during Thanksgiving, because there was no slavery at that time, right? And then also, when she said that it lasts for 200 years, that's a, that's a BS because, you know, slavery was already abolished 100 years ago with Abraham Lincoln. So how could it last for 200 years? And second of all, I mean, third of all, uh, with this KKK, that's their party. What it has to do with, you know, the Republicans and the rest of the country. Well, and and the other, my point is, Ann, too, is like, why are we even thinking about that? We're enjoying the holiday with family, friends, faith. We're not thinking of, I mean, this is crazy. These people are nuts. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. Hope all of you had a terrific, terrific Thanksgiving. We are talking about just how great the holiday is. I love it. I love it because it brings family and friends together. It makes you grateful for what you have in the greatest country in the world, the United States of America. I've said that I've been so grateful for my family, for my friends, health, uh, my great colleagues here at the radio network. Also, I think about how grateful I am for the men and women in blue and also for our military. Again, many of those folks who are far away from home this holiday uh, maybe didn't even get turkey like many of us did um, because they're in remote lands defending all of us. And I always say never forget them. And meantime, though, the left, they're not talking about any of these things. They're like caught up in the lingo. Tony brought up a great point that he's waiting for them tomorrow because tomorrow is the big shopping day of the year called Black Friday. Many of you have already seen all these deals on Amazon and everywhere else. All the different department stores have these Black Friday deals where it's a good time to buy stuff for the holiday season because they're trying to like turn a huge profit, turn from red to black, a financial term. And suddenly do very, very well. They make huge sales on the Friday and of the weekend. So it's a good time to get things at good discounted rates because they're trying to turn them quickly early, you know, holiday sales. And Tony brought up the point that he's waiting for the left to go after Black Friday. I'm sure they're going to tomorrow and especially Joy Reid because Joy Reid couldn't hold back on slamming Thanksgiving saying it's a simplistic fairy tale perpetuated by the right as to hide how the U.S. was really founded on genocide and ongoing white supremacy. Huh? I never thought about Thanksgiving that way. I mean, these are the same loony kazoonies who are trying to pull down the Columbus statues and pull down even Lincoln. I mean, Lincoln, who, you know, who signed the Emancipation Proclamation, who freed the slaves. That's not good enough for these people. These people are so over the top. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. I am happy to say happy Thanksgiving and thankful for all the beautiful things it represents, not all this kooky, woke stuff 
Get out of our holidays, the left. Get out of it. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Isabel on line one. Isabel, your thoughts about Crazy Joy Reed? Go ahead. Hi, Rita. Two things I want to say. Joyless Reed doesn't realize that the Ku Klux Klan was made up of Democrats. And two, may you have many more happy birthdays. Oh, Isabel, thank you very much for the beautiful message. Boy, are you a sweetheart. <laughs> thank you very, very much. And happy Thanksgiving, Isabel, to you and yes. your beautiful family. Thank you so much, my dear. Let's go to David in Los Angeles, line five. David, happy Thanksgiving to you, David. Well, your caller brings up a good point about Black Friday. From now on, I'd urge everybody to please call it Profitable Friday. Oh, I hope you're kidding, right? <laughs> yes, I'm kidding. Oh, my God. You know what's so sad, David? I can see people tomorrow. I'm already, you know, I'm already foreseeing what Joy Reid and some of these other nuts are going to say tomorrow. What do you, They're going to say it's, uh, just like you said, it's uh, the profitable, or no, it's the money-hungry, grubbing, Retailers Friday is what they're going to call it, right? They won't even they won't even be nice about that. <laughs> Joy Reid, she's mentally ill. You can't win the argument that Thanksgiving's bad. I remember the Saturday Night Live sketch, Debbie Downer. Absolutely, David, you hit it on the head, my friend. Thank you very much. Let's go to Joe on line four. Happy Thanksgiving, Joe. How you doing? Yeah, am I on? You are on, Joe. What did you make of Joy Reid blasting yeah, Thanksgiving? Yeah, they, 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 they want to cancel our. They want to cancel our history. They they want to destroy America. They want to take away all our holidays. Yeah. Why, now, what do you make, Joe? Joe. What, by the way, what did you do for Thanksgiving, Joe? What did you? How did you enjoy it? Yeah, I had a great party. Oh, you did! Wow, good for you. Well, Joe. Thank you for calling, and happy Thanksgiving to you, my friend. Let's go to Lou on line one. Lou, your thoughts about a joyless read. Go ahead. <laughs> Hi, Rita. That's a good one. Uh, you, know, you know, it's just, you know, intellect, um, uh, a journalist, uh, you know, uh, you know, they, they have to push back about the notion of, you know, inserting ourselves into you know, into history uh, 500 years ago. I mean, just the notion, I mean, you know, there's a term, we say Monday morning quarterback, and, and we kind of roll our eyes and we say, you know, it's so easy to, to comment about something after the fact. But, I mean, and, and, and that's in real time, you know, we kind of roll our eyes. But, you know, the notion that you can go back all these years later and and just, you know, super, you know, you know transplant yourself into this era and then start making comments, you know, and I, I'm not a, I'm not a great historical, you know, expert, but I mean, isn't there genocide going, and I don't want to make it a tit for tat, but she kind of forces you. I mean, isn't there genocide going on today in, in, in all parts of Africa? I mean, so, I mean, this, this stuff is it's just, you know, I don't know when intellect, intellectuals and, 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 and news agencies are, are just going to push back and say, you know, we're not going to allow this because it's just a ridiculous premise. No, I, I agree. I agree. The fact is, though, you know, here she is in prime time every night making the case and and with a straight face going on and on and on. I mean, I just played a little bit of it, Lou. She went on for quite a few minutes talking about how horrible it is. 
And it, it's well, like, what great. what planet is she on? I, I mean, Lou, I 1,000% agree with you. It's like she is on Mars, and yet she will probably go after uh, Black Friday tomorrow based on the history we're seeing here. Sure seems that way. Let's go to Rob. Uh, line three. Rob, what do you make of Joyless Reed? Well, the thing is, she seems to forget her parents, I believe, were immigrants from the Congo. Now, I wouldn't be talking how bad America is when people in the Congo eat each other as a regular practice to gain powers from one another. I'm not talking about color or anything like that. I'm just talking about you're complaining about America where the place of your birth origins, you are a cannibal that eat one another. No, and listen, you're right. There's a lot of places to be pointing fingers, you know, Rob. And this is from the yeah. woman who wasn't upset about the riots in the summer of 2020. What those were okay, you know? Yeah, that's how it was because it didn't it fit her narrative. But wouldn't you say, like, if you, you came, you said you some of your parents came from Denmark, some of mine came from Italy, some from uh, Switzerland. All right, let me ask you a question. Wouldn't if you had that? Over your head, did you know your country did that? Your origin, wouldn't you try to help that country instead of criticize a country like the United States? Yeah, these I agree. These people have no clue, and she has no understanding, and it, it's just this tunnel vision. And everything with her goes back to this sort of, she uses the phrase, the right, white supremacy. It's yeah. like, you know, police are bad, holidays are bad. Uh, everything is racist. Downer. She's right. The yeah, I was right. She is a downer. She is a downer. I'm with you, Rob. Thank you very, very right. much. Let's go to Mike. Line one. Mike, your thoughts about this? Go ahead, Mike. Well, um, good evening. Uh, I just want to uh, say something about uh, what's going on in this country. I've always voted a Democrat, except for this time I voted Republican. And I think it's ridiculous what's been going on in this country and how the Democrats were able to win. I don't know how they were able to win or how anybody can be able to back these Democrats up in this past election. Now, Mike, why did you vote Republican this go round? Was it uh, because of security, crime? What What was the issue that made you say this time I want to vote Republican? And, and I see you're from New York. So a lot of people did because many of the seats flipped there. I mean, there were a whole bunch of seats that flipped uh, to red and made it very successful. In fact, uh, New York basically were, were the ones that helped uh, turn the House majority to Republicans, which I'm a big believer in checks and balances. And But what was it for you, this go around that said, I'm going to vote Republican? Well, like I said, uh, always voted Democrat and uh, in all consciousness, I couldn't vote Democrat. There were quite a few things. Uh, people allowing to walk over the border, come into America, um, receive all these things that they're receiving, which they weren't entitled to, crime uh, in the subways. I don't know which is worse, the subways or outside the subways, uh, inflation. So basically, it was everything that made me want to vote Republican. Uh, I don't have uh, a – I'm not dedicated to any party. I'm only dedicated to the party that's going to make this country, uh, to use the term, great again. One thousand percent, by the way. And that's what it should be, Mike, is whoever vote for the people 
uh, that will do the best for the country and to protect us. Mike, thank you very, very much. Well, Mike was talking about the border and some new updates, by the way, today on the border. Here it is. It's a busy time. Uh, remember our folks that are on the border, our border agents. It doesn't matter if it is Thanksgiving. Uh, they're still working and protecting all of us. And boy, do they have a job to do because it's believed that 5.5 million have crossed the border since Joe Biden took office. And since all of that, uh, Joe Biden has just basically kept that border wide, wide open. And everybody has been saying, what are you going to do? What's going on? Well, I'm so happy to hear that the Republicans have decided to make it priority number one to call for Mayorkas to either step down or for him to face potential impeachment, that that's going to be one of the first things that the new GOP Congress, when they take over the House, which is early January, they say that is priority Number one, take a listen first off. This is the news conference that happened this week. And here's Congressman Brian Babin talking about what's happened at the border and how he feels Mayorkas has just been completely derelict, as Mike was just saying, how bad the border has been. Take a listen. Alejandro Mayorkas, our secretary of uh, Homeland, abandoned his sworn oath. He should resign or be impeached immediately. Uh, rather than immediately, though, as, as our speaker designate uh, said, uh, we will give uh, give him about approximately 44 days. Uh, but January the 3rd, let me tell you something. He's a disaster. He's killing people, Americans and uh, migrants themselves. He must resign. Our investigations and proceedings leading to impeachment will commence on January the 3rd. And Kevin McCarthy was leading that charge at the border, saying they're going to hold hearings, by the way, down at the border. Well, the White House was not happy at the Republicans making this claim, saying, what do you mean there's a problem at the border? And and why would we be responsible? I, I mean, this to me, they have been so derelict in their duty at taking care of the border. And here is Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, responding to McCarthy, not saying they're going to fix the issue, just taking barbs at the GOP as opposed to fixing what really is an enormous issue there. McCarthy has no plan. The Republican Party has no plan. They do nothing except do political stunts. They do nothing but political stunts. At least they're saying something. At least they're drawing attention to it. Our president has yet to go to the border. He basically goes to the border of Ukraine. He didn't go in Ukraine, but he basically went there to the border. He's been to many other borders, but he hasn't been to our southern border. And some new numbers that just came down showing that at the El Paso sector alone, guys, at that one sector alone last month, 53,000 migrant encounters. These are illegals that are coming into our country. That El Paso sector alone is up 280 percent increase. That is an enormous amount. And now today, the Department of Homeland Security basically said that they are thankful for Alejandro Mayorkas, that he's not going anywhere despite the calls by the Republicans to step down. They are defending him tooth and nail. I mean, to me, there is such a huge issue at the border. They don't want to fix it. All they want to do is protect their own, and they're not protecting our homeland. I say bravo to the GOP. I'm thankful for them that they're at least saying we're going to finally get some answers, maybe about what happened at the border, who's purposely keeping that border open. Maybe we'll get some answers on Hunter. 
Maybe we'll get some answers on the coronavirus. There's a lot of things that I am thankful for that will finally maybe somebody cares to look into it as opposed to the Democrats that are dodging and weaving. And yet here is a statement that came down just a few hours ago. Here it is Thanksgiving. And the Department of Homeland Security spent the time today to say members of Congress can do better than point the finger at someone else, as if it's Mayorkas's not his fault. They should come to the table and work on solutions for our broken system and outdated laws, which have not been overhauled you in over what, Karine, 40 got- years. That is what they had to say. There's a little tease because we're going to bring up Judge Janine, and she just thinks Mayorkas is so responsible, as is the Biden administration, And she just thinks that this Department of Justice under this president just doesn't care and just wants to deflect and doesn't want to draw attention to what is a huge national and international security threat, our southern border. Take a listen. Here's Judge Janine. You know what, Kareem? You got the House. You got the Senate. You got the Oval. What plan do you have? You have no plan. It's more spin. I always feel like when this woman gets up to the uh, to speak to the public, it's like a school teacher who doesn't know the topic, who's always yelling at the students if they dare ask a question. But here's the here's the real issue here. She said we called together these countries, Mexico and Guatemala, and we are preventing fentanyl from hitting the streets in the United States. Are you stupid? That is Judge Janine saying that, boy, things are a mess there at the border. And, yeah, that's what the Democrats want us to believe. Like, what are you talking about? What open border? Like, as if it's normal to have 5.5 million people coming through. And now that they're saying that Title 42 is about to be lifted, boy, is that scary stuff. Because they're expecting that we could see three times the amount of people, three times the amount coming through the border. Hey, Mike, I'll get you to respond to that because I know you mentioned that that's one of the issues that drew you to the Republicans this go round. Are you happy to see that at least the GOP are saying we are going to look into what's going on at the border? At least they're trying to hold somebody responsible as opposed to like Judge Janine so eloquently said, the Democrats want us to think like what border, what problem? I mean, you suddenly have 5.5 million people coming through and we may have you know, at least definitely more than 10 million before the Biden administration's over with illegals. Those are the ones we know about, Mike. This is scary stuff. Yes, it's very scary stuff. And it's even more scarier that the people that are coming in here, we don't know if they're good people. We don't know if they're bad people. And they're part of our churches. They're they're going to be if they're not already part of our churches, they're part of our community. That's for sure. They're part of our they're probably going to be part of our school system. So we're in danger. You know, the kids that go to school are in danger. The people that go to church are in danger. The people in the community are in danger because we don't know these people that are coming into America. And and we have no way to track them, Mike. I mean, to your point, we have zero way to track them. Mike, thank you very much, and thank you for your great patriotism and love of this country and protecting this country. When we come back, we're going to continue with your calls, everybody. What are you thankful for? Are you thankful that the GOP is finally going to get into the issue of our open border, Hunter, the coronavirus, and so much more? 
what would you like to see top of the list? And what are you thankful for this holiday season, especially on this great Thanksgiving? 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. Happy Thanksgiving with all of you, it's been so great to be here and celebrate this holiday. I don't care what Joy Reid says. Happy Thanksgiving. It's a great holiday. And I hope all of you enjoy Black Friday tomorrow, despite what Joy Reid is going to tell us tomorrow night about that one, too. We can't enjoy anything. She is joyless. We are full of joy here on the Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Al in New Jersey, line two. Al, uh, your hey, thoughts hi, this Rita. Thanksgiving. Hi, Al. How are you? Good, good, uh- I'm thankful to you, Rita, very thankful that so much for your very beautiful nightly salute to the U.S. military, among other uh, entities. Thank you. I was U.S. Army serving at the Berlin Wall in 1962, and I was a Thanksgiving guest at the home of a lovely young West German couple with their children. And we had a Thanksgiving lunch, and I said, you know, how did you happen to uh, do this? And she said to me, right to my face, she says, Al, we'd be speaking Russian was it, if it wasn't for guys like you. Wow, how beautiful. Al, by the way, thank you for that story, because that really epitomizes what Thanksgiving and what America is all about. What did you say when they said that to you? Because, uh, Al, I know you know this, but my father was a Polish resistance fighter. So, you know, whenever I think I, I think of the U.S. military, I am so grateful. And, and Al, I've told this story before, too. When I went to Normandy, France, I was in Normandy, France on the 75th anniversary of D-Day, Al. Beautiful. And I was, oh, it was so beautiful. And I was with um, a whole bunch of D-Day veterans, these great heroes among us, like you, you and others who've served. And one guy, I'll never forget this story. There was a French woman who came over and started crying, and she saw that I was with a veteran, and she saw, you know, he was wearing a hat that he described, um, you know, that he was, you know, D-Day, that he was, you know, Omaha Beach D-Day. She literally kissed his feet and said, thank you. I don't know how to say thank you enough for freeing our country and freeing the world. And and I think about that moment, Al. I just had chills as you were telling me the story of what you went through. Um, I want to share something wow. with you because I know you have uh, a, a lot of Jewish blood in you. And my Uncle Claude was the leader of the French Resistance in Paris. He owned a restaurant called La Tour de Jean, which is right on the River Seine opposite Notre Dame Cathedral. And he hid in the lower wine cellar of his restaurant so many Jewish friends and their families to hide them there so that at night they could be trucked down to the French Riviera where you could pay off the German guards down there. And I, I look at it all and I said, I guess Thanksgiving in a way make us all family. You're my family. Uh, your listeners are your family. Uh, I think that we all have to pull together like you've been telling us and like you've been showing as an example that uh, right now, America needs to pull itself together. Yeah, 1,000%. We need to be grateful for everything we have. And we are still red, white, and blue, and we're all Americans. 
and we can be divided on certain issues, but we need to come together as a country for the good of the country. Um, Al, thank you very much. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for your service, and I love you all. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.